freedom? Is it allowing others to decide what's best for you? While this is how they live their lives, and this is how you live yours. You, I, all of us, are defined by something far greater than the material, far greater than our skin, gender, or race. That you, I, all of us, are defined by our individuality, by our very soul, created under God as divine and unique. That we as individuals have power over ourselves and our actions, and that despite the risks, we have a fundamental right in this great nation to stand tall and make those choices. But despite our differences, we can take a step back and live and let live and see that through it all, we all want the same. Our loved ones safe and fed and cared for. Our fundamental ability to express our views, dreams and hopes unchallenged by accusations and hatred. And most of all, censorship. seeking to divide us and to face our own hypocrisy. Please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Biggest terror threat in this country is white men. I'd like to punch him in the face. The only modern Western democracy that I can think of that said anything close to this is the Third Reich, uh, Nazi Germany. And sadly, we have forgotten that freedom was never free. That freedom was a result of great sacrifice. And we sit today with the great realization that freedom, despite all its greatness, can be taken in an instant. The greatest achievement of the American people was the realization that freedom was worth fighting for. So what is freedom? Freedom is more than a moment, more than a single action. Freedom is greater than any single idea. Freedom is everything. If 2020 was the year of COVID-19, then 2021 is certainly the year of the reset. At the end of last year, we, we spent some time discussing the scope and objectives of this global shift. And look, the shift is one of power. In a society of liberty, power comes from the individual. The shift we're now staring right in the face has to do with liberty. And let's not, let's not mince words. The shift is from liberty to global authoritarianism. It's that simple. The events of the past few weeks, along with the ongoing pandemic, are indicative of the fact that we are now reaching a climactic point within society. 
And the apex of this climax is one that's been simmering and it's been gradually reaching this, this boiling point. And look, we're, we're here. We're right in the middle of it. The water's boiling. And at this point, we're either going to jump out of the water and take as many who choose to come with us as, as, as we can, or we stay in the water until there's nothing left but steam. And we can't, look, make no mistake, whatever you may believe about history and our future, when we're seeing violence in the streets, anger among the people, the, the, the politics of fear that's now permeating every corner of our society, the hearts of all mankind growing cold. And along with that comes fires, hurricanes, earthquakes, economic turmoil, and this pandemic, which is worsening day by day, with warnings of it getting even worse in the next few months. Death tolls that uh, rise all the time. And then with that, you also see the destitute, the homeless, the hungry, and, 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 and their own clamors for someone to hear them. And we could go on. Everybody kept looking for 2020 to finally be done. Let's get this year over with. It's the worst year ever. And did anyone expect 2021 to all of a sudden turn into some Disney fest? Look, our, our last few podcasts of the year, uh, focusing in on what the World Economic Forum has called the Great Reset, and with it a global unification of, of government, economy, of commerce, religion, and culture. If what we've looked at doesn't convince you that we're now in the final endgame, well, we are. This is it. When freedom is sacrificed for some socially engineered common good, as history has already shown us, the only remaining outcome is the total annihilation and end of that society. And what this global initiative indicates is that humanity hasn't learned from the past. No matter how much those who are the engineers of this reset may say that this is about equity and, and, and it's about fairness, the end result will be the same as it was before. As it was with some of the greatest human tragedies of history. Now what you just heard here was an ad that was made made by Edgard. And if you don't know who they are, I encourage you to look them up. Edgard are watchmakers. And far beyond creating a brand, they're etching timeless principles into their very timepieces. That says a lot since 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 these days those who pretend to be revolutionaries for freedom end up becoming destroyers of that freedom because of the banning and canceling of businesses and ultimately the creators and laborers of those businesses that make up the fabric of our communities. If you remember a couple of years ago, Gillette came out with an ad that basically slammed men as branding their gender as toxic. And Edgard was the one that came out with their own added response well, these are the ones that made this ad about freedom. And this, this ad that they made reminds us that we cannot have a society 
that does not allow for the free exchange of ideas. We can't live together in a society that refuses to coexist with those who have different ideas and beliefs than you or or I. Everywhere you look, you find dark corners where once you found light. And while the soul of America is still alive, those who pollute and spit on these principles that America is founded on push further and further against this foundation. But as long as we keep the light burning, no matter how hard they may keep on pushing against her, and while they may even be able to rip out that foundation, they'll never be able to kill her light. When man proposes to have the power to save all of mankind, mankind ends up oppressing mankind. And this is where America is heading, unfortunately. And make no mistake, we will see this global shift in our time. But as long as we carry the truth in our hearts, hope will be kept alive. Freedom is everything. And the time to stand is now not to save a government or a political party and not to save even our country. It's time to stand for the souls of men because the fight is no longer about who sits in the white house. That, that doesn't matter. It's about preparing to finally, finally go home. So if this is the first time that you're tuning in and listening to The Truth Reel, I I encourage you to go back and listen to our lineup of episodes because they're all connected. And I would especially highlight the last three episodes of 2020 that have to do with The Great Reset. Because this is something that we're going to be continuing to talk about in the coming weeks. Because this is the brave new world that we've all known would rear its ugly head at some point. And so the questions that have to be asked are, where is this all going and how does it end? It's easy to sort of dismiss all of this as some pipe dream that won't ever come to the U.S., but we need to understand that globalism has been the objective by the world elites for a very long time. Never let a crisis go to waste, right? That's what they say. Well, the pandemic the social unrest and, 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 and the issue with the climate have now provided the ground on which to plant the seed of globalism, and this time firmly. And if you want to know if the incoming administration plans to keep to its promise of fundamental change, well, you need go no further than the new climate czar under the Biden administration, John Kerry. In a recent article uh, in The Hill, um, we were given this description about uh, what the Great Reset is, uh, is, is, is set to do uh, once it is uh, implemented um, in, in whatever government uh, around the world. And it speaks to John Kerry's recent discussion. So um, 
I'll have this uh, this link posted in our in our show notes so you can go see this for yourself. So the plan involves this is now the Hill article. The plan involves dramatically increasing the power of government through expansive new social programs like the Green New Deal and using vast regulatory schemes and government programs to coerce corporations into supporting left-wing causes. The two justifications for the proposal, which has been aptly named by its supporters the Great Reset, are the COVID-19 pandemic, the short-term justification, and the so-called climate crisis caused by global warming, which would be the long-term justification. So now getting to what I wanted to uh, share with you here about John Kerry. So at a panel discussion about the Great Reset hosted by the World Economic Forum in mid-November, Former Secretary of State John Kerry, Biden's would-be special president, uh, uh, would-be special presidential envoy for climate, firmly declared that the Biden that the Biden administration will support the Great Reset, and that the Great Reset will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. Right from the horse's mouth, and then the article ends with these words. The evidence is now crystal clear about Biden's connection to the Great Reset. He, John Kerry, and the rest of the Biden administration are planning to bring the Great Reset to the United States. And if they are successful, the country will never be the same. And look, the next two years will be key for the progressives who are now in power. And so let's revisit an old text that I had cited uh, a couple shows back. A text that some of you may not have ever heard and some of you may, depending on whether you're a person of faith or not. And again, this has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with fact. What's happening in the world now? So, this text comes from the book, the biblical book of Luke. It says, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be violent earthquakes and in various places famines and deadly, devastating plagues or epidemics, you'll be betrayed and handed over, even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And on the earth, there will be distress and anger among all peoples. And they'll they'll be in utter fear at the roaring and tossing of the sea and of the waves, people fainting from fear and expectation of the dreadful things coming on the world. So, When all these things begin to happen, stand up and look up, for your salvation is near. And I repeat the question that I asked a few weeks ago. Does this describe the world today? Do we give this any credence? Now look, we've we've already established that the person of Jesus represents everything that is good, moral, and just. Because it isn't so much about the religion of Jesus as it is the character of Jesus. And the promise of hope he offers the whole human race. Freedom. A new world free of death, free of pain, and free of the darkness that we're now witnessing. Are we so willing to trust in science that we would die for it? Or would we put all of our hopes on one man sitting in the White House or in a party that says it has all the answers to the woes of humanity? And what about our liberty of conscience? Right now, 
Our liberty of conscience is being stomped on more and more every day, and it's being done in the name of public safety and the common good. Every voice that dares utter a difference of opinion on any issue, climate, the new president, or the old president, or on the social changes that we see being implemented, any voice that speaks against these things needs to be silenced. After all, we must protect the world from those who might incite violence or insurrection. So now the question is, who's the one who decides that? And I think going back to a familiar voice that we all have heard about, especially in the last 10 years, George Orwell, he describes this very thing perfectly with these words when he wrote, at any given moment, there is, an, there is an orthodoxy, a body of ideas of which it is assumed that all right-thinking people will accept without question. It is not exactly forbidden to say this, that, or the other, but it is, as he says, not done to say it. Anyone who challenges the prevailing orthodoxy finds himself silenced with surprising effectiveness— a genuinely unfashionable opinion is almost never given a fair hearing, either in the popular press or in the highbrow periodicals. And the new or and, and this new orthodoxy is what? The common good. And the new guardians of this common good? Digital algorithms. The brotherhood of social media gurus who make sure you're not disseminating the wrong information or sharing the wrong ideas. Is this the world that you want to live in? Count me out. Well, this is where the world is going, and we're already there. And guess what? It only gets worse from here. But, but, the end of the story belongs to those who hold on to freedom and are and decide to be, who choose to be, light bearers of that freedom. So you see, it has to do with choice. When Martin Luther, the great reformer, stood before the orthodoxy of his day, when he was brought before the self-proclaimed arbiters of truth, quote-unquote, because he dared challenge the church's authority, because he searched for the actual truth for himself, said these words, Unless I am convicted by scripture in plain reason, I do not accept the authority of popes and councils because they have contradicted each other. My conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. So help me God. Conscience. Conscience is the very basis of freedom. It is the fundamental principle for life. Once conscience is coerced, once conscience is forced or manipulated, life and individuality are violated. It's neither right or safe. And it was Luther and the movement of the Great Reformation that ultimately led to the philosophy and principles that founded America. And it is this very principle of our liberty of conscience that is the foundation of the government of our creator. This is why the person of Jesus and his promise can be trusted as true 
Because the very God who created us equal is for you and is for me. He is for our eternal freedom. And the beauty of it is you get to choose. I've shared this poem with you before, but but I feel that I need to share it again, especially in the context of this first month just to begin 2021. It's Rudyard Kipling's Gods of the Copybook Headings. As I pass through my incarnations and every age and race, I make my proper prostrations to the gods of the marketplace. Peering through reverent fingers, I watch them flourish and fall. And the gods of the copybook headings, I notice, outlast them all. We were living in trees when they met us. They showed us each in turn that water would certainly wet us as fire would certainly burn. But we found them lacking in uplift, vision, and breath of mind. So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. We moved as the spirit listed. They never altered their pace. Being neither cloud nor wind-borne like the gods of the marketplace, but they always caught up with our progress, and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off its ice field or the lights had gone out in Rome. With the hopes that our world is built on, they were utterly out of touch. They denied that the moon, they denied that the moon was Stilton. They denied that she was even Dutch. They denied that wishes were horses. They denied that a pig had wings. So we worshiped the gods of the market who promised all of these beautiful things. When the Cambrian measures were forming, they promised perpetual peace. They swore if we gave them our weapons that the wars of the tribes would cease. But then we disarmed. They sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And the gods of the copybook heading said, stick to the devil, you know. On the first Feminian sandstones, we were promised the fuller life which started by loving our neighbor and ended by loving his wife. Till our women had no more children, and the men lost reason and faith, and the gods of the copybook heading said, the wages of sin is death. In the Carboniferous epic, we were promised abundance for all, by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul. But though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy, and the gods of the copybook heading said, if you don't work, you die. Then the gods of the market tumbled, and their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew, and the hearts of the meanest were humbled, and began to believe it was true that all is not gold that glitters, and two and two make four. And the gods of the copybook headings limped up to explain it once more. 
as it will be in the future, it was at the birth of man. There are only four things certain since social progress began, that the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Now, I think for the listener out there, a lot of what he said would make sense to you. Now, the only thing, again, if you haven't heard this poem or read it before, is understanding the contrast between these um, two guardians, let's say. The gods of the marketplace versus the gods of the copybook headings. The gods of the copybook headings are what? These are the lasting principles that teach us that two plus two equals four. That doesn't change. That water is wet. That if you touch fire, it will burn you. Things that you cannot argue against. The gods of the marketplace, however, they come in dazzling everybody, making promises that are a little bit um, out of reality. So, for instance, uh, when he talks about um, that the gods of the copybook headings, they denied that the moon was stilton. In other words, they denied that the moon was made of cheese. They denied that wishes were horses. They denied that a pig had wings. So we worship the gods of the marketplace who promised these beautiful things. What are they saying? That society is always going to go towards those that dazzle you with all these promises of really the unrealistic. And that that's how they wield control of society but always 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 at some point things come crumbling to a halt they come crumbling down why because the dog returns to his vomit the sow returns to her mire it's a vicious cycle and the burnt fool's bandage goes wobbling back to the fire you haven't learned that fire burns and so after All of this is accomplished and the brave new world begins. The world we're in now. And and, and all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sins. As surely as water will wet us, what the gods of the copybook headings have always told us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Now, the last line seems pretty scary. So the gods of the copybook headings, these standards, these principles with terror and slaughter return, really? Is that what we're going to expect of those who are really our salvation? No, what it's saying is that because the gods of the marketplace or because man has decided to worship at the feet of the gods of the marketplace that dazzle everybody into believing everything that that they're promising, that at some point... Because we, we want to, because we're going to continue putting our finger in the fire. What's true is going to come back, slamming everything down and saying, no, this is the way it is. You can't change it. And that's not the fault 
of the truth, the gods of the copybook headings. It's the fault of mankind because they have never learned. And here we are. Everything that Kipling says in this poem has either come true or is coming true in our very sight. The question is, which one are you? Who are you worshiping before? Who is it that guides your life, that gives, that informs you about what is true? Because you see, the point of the poem is there's only one truth, not true. There's not two types of truth. There's one truth. There isn't my truth or your truth. It is truth that is outside of us. It doesn't exist inside of us. It's outside of us. And we must look at it face to face, raw as it is, right? That's what happens. Truth comes to you. And sometimes the truth can be so um, impacting, because it's so raw, it doesn't care about your feelings, about what you think of it. It's going to show you everything uncensored. Sometimes it can, it can cause us terror to look into the eyes of the truth. But when we see it and we realize what it is that the truth is saying, we must abandon those things which the gods of the marketplace, those who are in power now, those who are promising us these stilton moons, these um, flying horses, as Kipling says, that will somehow rejuvenate and save all the world, we need to abandon it. And how do we abandon it? How do we fight it? Not with weapons, not with guns, not militantly, with truth, by standing with the truth. That's it. That we can speak our minds without fear of being imprisoned or killed. That we can exchange and share our ideas in the public square without fear of any penalty coming to me. But social media is already setting the standards of the public square. The new standards for the rest of this century for the rest of this decade, by what they have done and are doing now. They are getting rid of any voices that they deem dangerous to society. Are you going to be one of those voices that is banned and silenced? Am I? How long can I continue sharing with you through this podcast freely? How long will you be able to hear the voices that you know are speaking truth? One way or the other, the truth will be heard because you can't stamp out the truth. The gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. They always come back round to say, nope, you can't change these things. And for those who decide to stand with the truth, we may suffer at the hands of our new benevolent authoritarian leaders who will tell us what is true and what is not and try to silence us in speaking what is actually true, we may suffer in the short term, but the long term they can't control. They cannot control conscience, no matter how much they try. They can silence us, but we'll still be able to speak somehow, some way, because the light pierces through the darkness every single time. History will not be any different in the present. And the end of the story is freedom. 
The God who created us equal has promised a new remade creation with us in the mix. We're not going to be we're not going to be dismissed or silenced. No, we're going to be given the reward of those who are faithful to the truth, to freedom. So we have to stand today, today. And how do you continue? You search. You continue to search. Look, if you don't believe in God, that's okay. But I'm sure you believe in freedom. Well, freedom has to come from somewhere. And you have to be able to search. You can't just leave it to someone else to do it for you. The fact of the matter is that if we're going to agree that freedom and conscience are the basis for our existence, we cannot deny the principle that is the foundation of those truths, that we're created equal. We are a product of a creator who made us in his image to be the light in this world of darkness. And I encourage you to go back to our other episodes and listen to some of some of the um, discussions we had on these very principles of our existence. Go back and listen. And listen, contact me. If you've got questions, email me. Go to our webpage, truthreal.transistor.fm. And when you go there, you'll find all of our episodes. When you click on the episode, you'll see our show notes where you can click on any of the links of the resources um, or the sources that uh, that I've shared with you during each show. So you can go read it for yourself. Don't believe me. You've got to do your own digging. I'm even saying, I believe what I'm telling you, but you've got to be the one that's convinced. And I nobody can convince someone else of the truth. You have to be convicted of it independently. But you've got to do your own digging. You've got to search for yourself. That is what's missing from most of society. Nobody wants to go search. Nobody wants to go do the digging. They want to believe what their leaders tell them, the gods of the marketplace. Because it's easier. They're giving them all these promises of horses with wings, pigs that fly, and that the moon is made of cheese. That's so much yummier and so much more imaginative to listen to, is it not? Not to truths that tell us, yeah, there is judgment for those who, who break the laws of God and of society, of our liberty. Yeah, there is a creator who loves good and hates evil. There is a creator who made us all and has created, has is preparing now a place for us where death and darkness don't exist. That's true. But you've got to search for it yourself. So go back. Go back and listen. And again, contact me. My, my contact is there on, on, the, uh, on the webpage, uh, email as well as uh, Facebook. And let's continue the discussion together. We cannot fear the truth. We have to embrace it, no matter what it's saying. Because in the end, it is to our benefit. Because the God who created us is for freedom, is for life. That's hopeful. So no matter what is going to come, and it will come, no matter what the what the, the coming months will bring, these things that we have seen through 
our own leaders who are saying there's going to be fundamental change. We don't go out there with fear. We go out there with love and with hope. And how do we change hearts and minds? With the truth. There will be many who won't listen, who won't want to listen to it. That's fine. Our our belief and our destiny is not determined on what others believe or not. If they don't believe what you're saying, if, if, if they don't want to listen to what's true, the gods of the copybook headings, no matter how much they come back round and round to tell us, you're going to get burned if you continue to put your finger in the fire, no matter how much we may tell them. And they don't want to hear, that's fine. But what does it have to do with you? If you believe it, if you hope after it, no matter how many may say, I don't want to hear it, and no matter how many may try to silence your voice, it doesn't matter. Because in the end, those on the side of truth win. There is a controversy. There is a conflict to be fought. But it isn't with guns. It isn't in some insurrection or revolution. It is with truth, with love, and with hope. Be the light. Because... Freedom is everything. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Truth Reel. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can do it where all podcasts are available. Also visit us at our website, truthreel.transistor.fm. Again, that's truthreel.transistor.fm. And if you're interested in donating to the cause of the refugees, please go to liveforone.com. That's liveforone.com. Join us as we continue to help our brothers and sisters, especially during this crisis under the COVID-19 pandemic.